You are now listening to Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, presented by Delaware Self-Defense Academy. That's right, we're back with another episode of Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. My name is Lyle Conkiel, and I'm joined, as always, uh, with my friend, uh, your friend, Professor, uh, Reverend, Lord, <laughs> Ronnie Wiest. Ronnie, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. I'm doing fantastic. So it's been a few weeks. Uh, I was out of town on business, and also I got sick, which Ronnie made fun of me for. I didn't make fun well, you poked so fun much. A little bit. No. Um, anyway, anyway uh, if you hear some noise, there's people training in the background. <laughs> we are on location here in Middletown, and uh, they are rolling out there uh, right now. So Middletown, cool. Delaware. Middletown, Delaware. There's a lot of Middletowns. That's out there. true. Yeah. I, I should specify. Yeah. yeah, but we are Delaware Assault Defense Academy, so. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Delaware part should be uh, inferred. Absolutely. But anyway, um, so, all right, it's been a few weeks, um, and we were just chatting a little bit before the podcast. Apparently, some people don't need jujitsu, right? Yeah, apparently. All right. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to delve into that a little bit. Well, apparently some people don't need jujitsu. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, so let's face facts. They're, they're, that's a relative sort of comment. What I mean by relative is... It depends on how and why you think you might need it or not need it, mm. right? So, okay. So, over the years, I've had, for example, all right, we'll talk about police officers. I had the utmost respect for them. Mm. My son's a police officer. He's going to be an officer when he graduates college. So, I had the world respect for them. However, many of them have this false sense of security that being the fact they're carrying a weapon, sure, um, they don't need physical self-defense. And I've heard one, more than one police officer that trains here say that they're, yeah. some of their colleagues have said that exact thing. Well, so here's the problem, Okay. And, and, and I guess I could sort of defend them a little bit in this. Mm-hmm. The term, quote, self-defense, okay? I, I don't want to say necessarily that's always an accurate term. And what I mean by that is, is a police officer has the legal authority to arrest somebody who's attacking them. Sure. Right? So they they view the term self-defense differently than the, term, than the way, you know, a civilian would. Sure. Right? Because a civilian has no other options, right? Other than physically defend themselves, right? So, I, I prefer sometimes if we sometimes use the term maybe I don't know, personal physical protection or uh, you know some something else other than self defense. But the fact is they've got to have hand to hand combat experience, right? You know, now hand to hand combat sounds very militaristic and very just sort of aggressive, but at the end of the day, if if, a, if an officer does not have a weapon in his hand, what else is he going to use? And right. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, I have more than once offered women police officers free training, and more than once they have uh, always said, "I don't need it. I carry a gun." Um, I was in a gym one time. I don't know if I told you a story. I was in a gym lifting weights one time, a long time ago. Well, like a regular gym, not a jujitsu. Yeah, 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 yeah. A weightlifting gym. Okay. Um, might have been about two or three years ago. I ran into an old friend of mine who's a police officer, and you know, of course, we're in the gym lifting weights. He's in shorts and a t-shirt, and he's like, "Hey, man, you still doing that jujitsu thing?" And I was, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, why don't you come in, man? Stop in, train a little bit. Nah, man, I don't need that stuff. I don't need I don't need any of that. I looked at him like really almost like like eye piercing. I looked at him right in the eye. I'm like, yeah. you don't need hand-to-hand training? No, man, I carry a gun. <laughs> and I laughed at him and I said, Let me ask you something. I'm like, I'm not gonna say his name, but I, I said I, I called him by his name. I said, Let me ask you something. If I were to punch you in the face right now mm-hmm. and just knock you to the ground and start beating the snot out of you on top of you, what would you do? Right. He said, well, I would get out and go in the locker room and get my gun and come back out. And I said, so yeah. you would murder me, right? 
He's like, no, it would be self-defense. No. If you were able to get up and get away, the fight's over. If you came back at me with a weapon, that's murder or at least some sort of assault, right? Right. And I said, you guys, just because you're officers, you don't always have a gun on you. That's right. When you're at the beach, when you're in a swimming pool, when you're here and there, you don't always have it. I said, the other thing, I said, you're setting a really bad example for the public that they should not need to learn how to defend themselves physically. They should just carry guns and shoot people. Right. So anyway, you know, that's one thing. But other people who say they don't need is because they don't think they live in a lifestyle that they ever needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, they take the average mom and pop. You know, if they've gone their whole life and never been in a fist fight, you know, their logic says, "Well, I've been you know 30, 40 years of my life, never had a problem. It's it's logical that I may never have a problem," which is possibly true. You know, statistically, it's probably pretty true. However. You know, I could say the same thing about my car. Like, I don't need insurance if I don't get into an accident. Right. Right? <laughs> right. But when I get into an accident, and it's a horrific sure accident. Sure is handy. Yeah, yeah. Especially if someone, you know, dies in the accident, yeah. and there's lawsuits and everything else. You know, self-defense, you know, especially, you know, jujitsu, it's, it's the greatest insurance policy there is. You know, and it's very fun to do. It's super fun. You know? I am that person. I mean, I, I'm a software engineer who works from home. I, uh, I live a very low-risk lifestyle. and I live on a farm. In the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, I, I'm not walking streets of cities at late at night. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Um, I am that person, and you know, do I technically need? I don't know, but I'll tell you this: I feel a lot better that I have it. Absolutely, it feels a lot yeah. better. I mean, you know, I, I and and you know, whether you get into a fight or not, we are definitely going to get into confrontations in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I, you know, I had an incident just the other day. Guy probably wasn't doing anything, but I had money in my hand in an ATM, and he was getting way too close to me, you know. And I felt a lot better that I knew exactly what I was going to do if mm-hmm. he tried to touch me. You know right. what I mean? I just he didn't, you know what I mean? It was no big deal, but mm-hmm. you know he's getting a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, I felt a lot better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, you know, need is a weird word. It, it's it's certainly is. I think you put it really good way. A great insurance policy in life. Well, I mean, think about it this way. You know, uh, you know, we can credit, but we can also blame. You know, media. Where we can credit it by it exposed to the public what jujitsu is for the sure. most part, yeah. but on the flip side we can blame it that it doesn't depict it correctly all the time. Yeah, you know. But most most jujitsu practitioners never actually need physical jujitsu. What they're using is one their confidence. Right. Two, just like you you exactly said, you have a plan in place. I immediately thought about it. Right. You have a plan in place, but more so you have the comfortability to be able to make those decisions without mm-hmm. freaking out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Imagine if you had to go to a job interview and you're going to be interviewed on a topic that you've done your entire life mm-hmm. and you have thorough knowledge of it. I guarantee you, you're going to go into an interview with 100% confidence. Yeah, like, you feel great. Like, go ahead, ask me any questions. I can, I can, I can answer this because I've got experience in this. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, if I go into a job interview and all of a sudden the person says, oh, so we're going to speak about, I don't know, advanced chemistry. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm here for um, a business management position. Yeah, but no, we're going to see what you know about chemistry. All of a sudden, I freak out I have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Well, that's sort of the same thing. Is like, If you don't have any experience in jiu-jitsu whatsoever, when you're faced with the guy at the ATM or you're faced with a creepy guy in an alley following you, or you don't have any idea even where to start your planning process. Right. You're just in complete like panic mode. Mm-hmm. So jiu-jitsu usually solves problems long before they get physical. Right. You know, it's all about decision-making skills. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've been out in the public at a bar and restaurant, club, football game, some kind of event right. where the person I'm with, I'm like, hey, see that guy over there? 
let's uh why don't we go ahead and leave the guy looking a little weird or he's making some really bizarre movements and things right you know this is not you know things like that you know what i mean sure. or like you said the guy standing behind you too close so jujitsu is it's it's about decision making skills first but yeah i mean when people say they don't need it you know and i and i, I tell you what 100 percent of jiu-jitsu practitioners will agree with me when i say it's a very sad statement to make and i i, I am a sort of a reluctant to stay it but unfortunately people don't realize they need it until after they've needed it right you know what i mean yeah and that's a really sad it, thing, it's a sad yeah. thing to say like yeah. you you hate to go around saying like well oh well when you get attacked you're gonna wish you had it i mean that's kind right. of a nasty thing to say but you know when you smash your car and you've killed a lady at the red light and you had no insurance and now you're it's bad news you really wish you would have paid the 120 dollars a month for insurance yeah you know? absolutely yeah. absolutely i i think two things things I'd like to add and maybe expand on uh, about all that stuff is one I think the thing that impressed me the most when I first started training was how you know there's this illusion with martial arts that you have to become an expert in order for it to be effective Um, and the first day I trained here um, we did sucker punch defense which is for those of you not aware it's just you know random dude at a bar just comes up and tries to take a big haymaker swing at you right we did that um, to a back trip Uh and then mount and then mount maintenance Right, that's day one, mm-hmm. and that's already super effective stuff. Right, Absolutely, yeah. super effective yeah. stuff. Now, would I have been able to execute it perfectly? No, but street fights are ugly. At least there's a plan right there for that scenario. Well, you're already one percent smarter than the population. I know already after yeah. one class. So I think, and I've shared many times on this podcast before about the first time I actually rolled with a new guy, and I was only like eight months into my you know experience, and I was extreme effective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against a new person. So yeah, I want to talk. Let me let me show you this. Um, uh, they can't see it, but I'm showing I'm showing Lyle the a message I got the other day. I right, saw that post that you posted. Uh, yeah, so go ahead, right, go ahead, read it out. Yeah, so probably I guess about two years ago, um, young lady contacted me and 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 a uh, very 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 kind of a, a, a mousy kind of a soft spoken, almost like scared to talk on the phone sort of voice, mm-hmm. and she asked if we teach self defense, and I said of course we do, you know, um, and how can I help? And she says, can I come in and talk to you guys? She did. She came in. She was early 20s, tiny, tiny little thing, right? You know, very, very cute, very pretty, very tiny, very soft-spoken. Um, I'm talking maybe 100 pounds, something like that. Right. And she was very afraid to kind of talk. I said, well, you know, what's the matter? Well, she had apparently had some, well, first of all, she has like a level of autism. Okay. Where she's like super socially, like, mm-hmm. not, I don't want to use the word awkward, but like just Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just yep. not socially adapt. You know, just, mm-hmm. you, you could tell there's something a little bit different about her. Right. Super nice person, but you could tell she's very creeped out around people. Mm-hmm. Right? And the problem was, uh, is, and, and, and I say this to, to kind of go with the long story, was she's very pretty. Right. But very, very socially awkward. And you could tell she has, like, these little, like, her hands shake a little bit once in a while or whatever. Anyway, she apparently had some sort of bad run-in with a creepy uncle. Oh. Right? And I don't think it went to, to that full extent, but right. I guess he was making some weird comments, some touchy-feely, you know, hey, right. what's up, da-da-da. And I, I, I don't think this was, like, happening over 20 years. I think it just happened, like, once or twice. And she's, I think she's smart enough. She was smart enough to know this could potentially get worse someday. Could, yeah, this could go so, really, really So south. she wanted to know if, if we had, you know, the ability to kind of help her out. And I said, well, absolutely. I said, you know, you know we can either do some private lessons, just kind of answer some questions you have, like some what-ifs. Or I said, what I recommend is you actually just just come into classes. I said, because coming to classes, you're gonna you'll see something that we may not have thought to put in a private lesson. But you go, you know what? That's great too. 
Right. So she did. She started training. She was training every day. She did morning classes. Um, she came religiously every day for probably about eight months, maybe eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And then something happened where, uh, I don't know, her car and her family, you know, something, she, she had to stop coming for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, but she was always very nice about it. She says, I feel bad. I can't make any more. Oh, that's what it was. Her schedule changed and she lost her car or whatever it was. Anyway, so I followed up with her, you know, a couple of weeks later. Hey, is everything okay? And just, if you ever have any questions, please definitely feel free to come back and call me and, and whatever. And she was always very nice. And that was, that might have been probably about a year ago, right? That the last time I've heard from her. Mm-hmm. So I got this message here. I'll read it. She sends me a random message on, a, on, a, on the phone. It said, it wasn't even like, hi, how you been kind of thing. Right. It just, just started, Straight to the point. It just started off with, I wanted to thank you for what you taught me during my time at your academy. I had the opportunity to utilize this during a home invasion last night. Good Lord. She says, please do not mistake me. I, I was in no way Bruce Lee, but I was able to defend myself in the most basic way. I had zero self-defense knowledge before I met you. So thank you. I hope that all is well with you. Man. So my first thought was, and I say this very kindly, but I mean, her version of home invasion may differ than other people's of home invasion. Sure. You know, when we think home invasion, we're thinking like three three guys kicking the door in with you know machine guns and right. blasting up to place like Al Capone. Right. What I'm thinking happened is, drunk uncle, like, right. hey, yeah. let me in, knock, right. knock, knock, can I get in? Yeah. No, no, no one's here, and he just kind of walks in or whatever. You right. know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I mean, technically, it would still be a home invasion, but absolutely. And, and I think that's probably what happened. And I think everything that, you know, her confidence, her decision-making, her planning helped her through this. And, and that's, that's probably the single greatest reward you can ever get. Of course, yeah. Is man. a small, single lady who can't physically uh, combat against a big guy was able to get out of a situation and keep calm and actually send a message about it. So that's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever received in my life. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So when people say they don't need jujitsu, listen, you may not. But it's really good to have it when yeah, you need it. It's really it. good. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And I think the other thing is, too, you know, we talk a lot about the self defense aspects of it. And, and there is that. And, and that's <laughs> awesome. But when you start talking about children as well, mm-hmm. um, we oftentimes talk to them about why we train. And it's not just because of the bully, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of good values in this stuff, too. Well, it's funny you say that because that was going to be a video I was going to make the other day was um, the benefits of jujitsu. Right. Right. Whether it be the camaraderie, whether it be the health benefits, whether it be the physical you know, strength and development and the ability to help. And, and I mean, you've seen it. You know, most parents that join or, or, or enroll their kids, when they come in, they plan on just sitting in the lobby and watching. Right. But once you convince them to come on the mat, now their lifestyle has changed. Yep. Now they're all about it. Yeah. So people don't even realize the benefits until they come out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it goes way beyond um, self-defense. I mean, at least yeah. it did for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's also a great hour or two to get away from life. Absolutely. You know, that was one of the things we all joked about um, in, in jiu-jitsu. You know, when we're grappling, mm-hmm. is I don't care how bad your day was. I don't care how much money you owe to bank. I don't care how bad or much you hate your coworkers or whatever the case is. When you're on your back defending yourself against a cross choke from your best friend, <laughs> all you can think about is getting out of that alive That's right. and having a good time and breaking a sweat and mm-hmm. breathing heavy and then. It's it's almost like a, it's a mini mini vacation every time you get on the map. It absolutely is. Um, I'm I'm a kind of guy who's constantly in my head, um, you know, just 
years and years and years of anxiety and you know work and stress and whatever mm-hmm. and it's the only thing i've ever done in my life that requires my absolute full attention <laughs> yeah you know and i don't think about any of that stuff when i'm right. on the mat yeah yeah so now what gets funny though when you get funny is is when you when you get to a point where you know 15 20 25 years into it the sad thing is you can train you, you people start and just start thinking about <laughs> just right, well, yeah, <laughs> and you're still moving like sort of subconsciously and doing that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there, <laughs> I guess. I'm, I'm nowhere near that spot yet. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I don't think there was any questions, uh, posted yet. I just checked it. So. No, uh, um, but anything. you did want to discuss one other thing. Uh, what was it? There was a, uh, a guy you were talking about. Training. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, let's get into this. Let's talk about frauds. Yeah. Let's talk about frauds. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. By the way, my favorite thing in the whole world now, I was telling you this before uh, before we started recording, is uh, fake martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize it can be dangerous and it's fraudulent. You know what you should do? You should create bad. a site that we can just go on and like, you should like put them on a collection. A whole collection of them. A whole collection of them. Yeah. They're all just, I just find it wonderful. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is, man. It anyway. really is. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's frauds in everything. Sure, you know, but 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 the thing about jujitsu is, um, you know, it it sort of is. I, I think it's way more difficult to be a fake uh, BJJ, you know, whatever purple belt, black belt, um, than it is something like karate or ninjutsu or mm-hmm. you know where you can kind of just make stuff up. And mm-hmm. if you're even remotely athletic and can do splits and stuff, mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is how a lot of those people became. Uber well, a lot famous, of those people too will, will never actually train live with anybody. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean that would. That's actually you know them. it's funny you said that. That's actually the first thing a student should ever do is when they walk into the place. I was like, can I roll with the instructor? Yeah. And if the instructor's like, no, I don't roll with anybody, then that that sends a that's giant a big flag. red flag. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this fraud. Well, so, all right. So we live in a very small state, you know. I don't think people across the country really realize how small Delaware is. It's the second smallest, and you can drive across the longest part of it in about two and a half hours. Well, <laughs> well let's put it in a different perspective, all right? So, like, I don't know. What's the average major city population? million? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, probably I mean, maybe a little bit more. Well, Philly's that. got, what, 12 million? Yeah. Something like that, you know. Anyway, the average metropolitan city has... Say five hundred thousand to a million people, right? Sure. The whole state doesn't even have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. whole state doesn't even have that. And just like you said, you can drive from one end to the other, and in two hours, two and a half hours, you can go left to right in about thirty minutes. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean? Yeah, at the thinnest spot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, 15. so bottom of line is, you can't hide right. in Delaware. It's just right. too small. The community's too small. Um. So years ago, years and years ago, I'd say about. You know, early 2000s maybe no 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 I'm sorry Two, early 2010s there was uh, a small club local and it had a couple guys in there that would go in there and just beat each other up it a wasn't, jiu-jitsu club yeah it, it wasn't organized it wasn't it wasn't official it wasn't recognized they they were borrowing like a you know another or, I'm, I'm getting too many details but they were borrowing someone else to train and um, just a hodge bunch hodge bunch hodgepodge group of people uh I'm not saying bad people per se, just organizationally it was right chaotic. And it was it, it was the epitome of belt hunters. They just wanted to, you know, oh look at me, look at me, look at me, look what color belt I have on. Anyway you know, in Delaware it's kinda of hard not to notice these people. Sure. Like you, you don't have to go out and like research them. They they put themselves out there all the time because there's like there's like three restaurants in Dover, so when you're at them you always see one of the people, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So they're always, you know, bragging about, look what belt I am, look what belt I am. And people ask me, hey, Ronnie, you know about this guy? You know about this guy? So, again, it's really hard not to notice people. So 
this one particular guy, um, I, I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know who the guy was. I didn't think about the guy. And all of a sudden he emerges with a blue belt on, right? Now in our lineage in, 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 in Hoist Grace Jiu Jitsu, you know, you, you're two years in our academy mm-hmm. to a blue belt. Right. And, and that's, that's two, three days a week, every week. Mm-hmm. And that's, 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 um, you know, you have to know the entire curriculum. You have to know this. You have to know that. You have to prove a History lot of things. Philosophy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many things you have to know. I mean, our blue belts in, in our academy are probably the equivalent of brown belts in any other academy. Wow. Um, I don't know about that. No, I'm telling you, knowledge-wise. Okay. Not, not yeah. maybe not experience on not the grappling. Yeah, okay. But knowledge-wise. So anyway, this guy somehow emerges a blue belt. I'm like, all right, here we go. People are just buying belts again. Well, he posted a picture on the, on the social media, and he forgot that the pictures. Or I guess. Whether he didn't forget or didn't know or didn't care, but they were time stamped, right? So one of them said January, he was a blue belt, right? Like I don't remember any stripes, and if I if I was wrong, maybe it's one or something like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Three months later, the same year, three months later in March, four stripe purple belt. Right? <sighs> now, mathematically, that transition should take six long years. Time, long time, yeah. Six, maybe seven years. Yeah, let's say he's a prodigy. You're still looking at four. <laughs> no, not even a pro. Because you know you can be a prodigy all you want. You still have to put in the time. Sure. Like yeah. in, in our in our, our lineage in, in Hoist Crazy lineage, there's a minimum number of time. Regardless, right. I don't care what kind of prodigy you are. I mean, now right. if you're lazy, you only come once a month. It's going to drag it out longer. Sure. But yeah, so I'm like, okay, these people are just manufacturing rank, which is disgusting. Yeah, it's one of the worst things. You it, can it, do. it it is absolutely yeah. disgusting. It's yeah. it's uh it's fraudulent. It's vile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just it's just wrong. Anyway, I'm like, here we go. This is this is what's destroying, you know, jiu-jitsu as we know it. And and I you know I voiced my opinion vocally, you know, publicly a lot about it. And people were like, Ronnie, you just need to mind your own business. I said, you know what, jiu-jitsu is my business. Right. And this guy is destroying it. Yeah. The this this guy and his group of people are destroying the integrity of my business, not just my my financial business, but my passion and my lifestyle. Absolutely. And they're destroying the integrity of an art that can help so many people. Yeah, and they're doing it simply out of pride. Look at me. Look how mm-hmm. belt I am. Da, da, da. It's just it's the most embarrassing thing I can imagine. Like I don't know how the guy slept with himself. Anyway, so the, so the guy goes and opens a spot. He opens a school. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> so they open a school, right? As a four straight purple belt. Well, no. I think somehow he bought a brown belt by that oh, time. Jeez. Right. Yeah. I mean, you gotta remember, man. You can go on any website and buy any color belt sure. you want. Yes, you can. I mean, you really can. Um, so I'm just like, oh my god! So I never, ever, ever considered him competition, right? But what I did consider the guy was detrimental to the integrity of jujitsu. Hundred percent, right? Because the problem is in a martial art is if you're charming and you're attractive and you're funny and you're halfway intelligent and articulate, you can become the next cult leader. Yep. Right. And if people like you, if they like being around you, if you have that that charismatic personality, they're going to buy into whatever it is you're selling, whether you actually know it or not. Yep. And and that's how a lot of these guys build their businesses. I can tell you a story about another guy who did that, but um, hey, I got all day, man. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's what it is. So people end up coming to their academies not for the quality of the education, but for they're attracted to the the magnetism of the person. Sure. Okay. And meanwhile, this guy. This guy is at corporate events, right? Teaching self-defense seminars when, in fact, he doesn't know any of it. Yeah. But then this guy has the audacity, right, 
Now he's uh, he's probably 15, 20 minutes away from all of our academies. So I would consider him extremely local, like right. very, very local. Mm-hmm. He has the audacity and the downright fraudulent statement to say is that he was the only guy in Delaware who was certified and credentialed to teach Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in self-defense. Dojo Storm? Does that end with a Dojo Storm? <laughs> oh, man. Please tell me it ends with Dojo Storm. Well, it's probably Dojo Storm worthy, <laughs> but the reason I would never do that, because first thing you're going to do is they know who I am. They, they know I can I can do what I need to do to them, but they're just going to be arrested. So yeah, I, I, know, I know. But, but. but I'm thinking this guy is, is ruining the integrity of the art. Right? 100%. So yeah, so I blasted him. I blasted. I blasted the whole organization for a while. This has been a while ago, and everyone's like, "Ronnie, man, mind your own business. Mind your own business." And again, that's what I'm telling you. It is my business. Yeah. You know, okay. if you're gonna say if you're gonna say things that are that are true, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you and I competed and, and and you submitted to me in a tournament and you proved that you're and you, you're posting that you're the best guy around, so be it. You beat me. Right. But for for a person that has no lineage, right? right. No verifiable lineage. Who has fabricated the rank, right? Have manipulated the rank, and, and and bought the rank, yeah. right? And is is teaching something he is clearly not qualified to teach. You know, just because you have a book and you were excited to have a book doesn't mean you're qualified to teach it. Absolutely, you are you are literally a fraud. I mean, yep. you are a fraud in the in the most disgusting sense because you're 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 tricking people into believing you because you're a fun, charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, I see the other day that this gentleman had uh, made a public uh, announcement that they're closing their organization. Oh, so sad. Oh, so sad, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, point is, is I don't, honestly, I don't know why he's closing it. Right. For all I know, there could be some legitimate, I don't know, financial issues, medical issues, relocation issues, I don't know. And if, if, if that's the case, then, then so be it. But the bottom line is, our story about frauds, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't, can't defraud everyone all the time mm. and you can only do it for so long you know yep um well i think that's what's so so important about um the jujitsu community um you see a lot of this stuff online or people exposing fake black belts yeah. mm. um and the reason behind it you know i i see other people from other martial artists or just people that are casual about it um say things like why do you guys care you know but but i think the the over um arching theme here is that we care because we love Jiu-jitsu, and we don't want to see it become whatever happened to you know karate in right. the in the eighties and nineties. Well, think about it. Black think about Belt it. magazine with Death Touch. Okay, but you think about it. Think about it deeper than that. I mean, forget forget the public opinion. Mm-hmm. Forget that. Forget the marketability of it. Right. Lyle, if you spent let's say eighteen years in college, yeah, and you went and got a medical degree from Harvard University, yeah, and you did your residency whatever in the top hospitals in the nation mm-hmm. okay and you are the you know sincerely the most credentialed medical doctor in the area right yep. and you find out and you find out there's a guy in your town who never went to college right he's doing the same but thing. he printed something off the internet to say he's yeah. qualified and he's actually treating people medically don't you find it don't you think that you would have an oath to society to protect society from that guy 100% absolutely yeah, of course and that's the same thing I'm saying here is yeah. if you take people who have no knowledge what they're teaching yeah I feel that people with my background your background our lineage's background our academy 
we have an obligation to the protect us to a matter of fact I know I got another cool story today awesome but I but we have an obligation to protect society from these maniacs yeah these frauds all right true story this happened about 2000 and probably 11 okay mm-hmm. long story short same group of knuckleheads right Oh, same, the same Well, people? sort of, sort of. Okay. They had spun <laughs> off, right? <laughs> because groups like that. Oh, no, it's like a bad sitcom. Real, no, it's funny. Because <laughs> groups like that, there's no, there's never any loyalty. Right. right, right. So what they do is they'll train here for a couple weeks, here for a couple weeks. Long story short, there's this guy who had been, I think he'd been thrown out of one place. Now, to be thrown out of a hodgepodge group, you're pretty bad. Yeah, you got, yeah, <laughs> right? you got to be right? doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So he went and joined some other organization, which was equally as, as bad. So he con- he contacts me. This is I did, I prior to this I had no idea who the guy was. Right. Never met the guy. He contacted you. Yeah. Um, but he had moved to the area from somewhere else, somewhere maybe up north, something like that. I can't remember. So he contacts me and says, "Hey, my name's so and so. I'm training down here. Um, it's a horrible organization. These people are horrible people. They don't know what they're doing. I really have a lot of things I want to do. Da 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh well, you know, again, I didn't know the guy. Right. I don't, I don't know if he's lying, not lying. I don't know him." Excuse me. So I said, you're welcome to come up and take a trial class, and uh, we'll go from there. Basically, same thing I tell everybody. Mm-hmm. So a guy comes up, you know, nice enough guy, takes a trial class, big dude, you know. And uh, after the class, you know, we're checking. He's like, yeah, I, def- I definitely, man, you guys, you know, this is what I want to do. I said, all right, well, let's sit down, and here's, here's your enrollment information. He's like, oh, man. Yeah, about that. I said, about what? <laughs> oh. Well, I got like five kids, man. I can't afford this. I'm like, I don't tell you, right? <laughs> yeah. So he goes on to say, listen, I have like five or six friends that all train at the same place that I was at. Mm-hmm. If if they all enroll off my word, meaning if I if I if I mm-hmm. you know invite them to come up and they enroll, what can you do for mine? Well, you know, common business practice would say. Will comp yours, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we're not buying his friends, but what I'm saying, it's just common, you know, because mm-hmm. I know we have yeah, that, referrals, you know, referrals, yeah, right? Right. Absolutely. So, if, you know, if if you know five or six people are going to refer, going to based off your referral, then that's that's common courtesy. It's professional absolutely. courtesy. Yep. So he's, oh, that's awesome. So he brings all these guys up. They come in for their trial class. None of them enroll, right? Long story short, they come for like three or four weeks, mm. and finally, I was like, all right, guys, yeah, what are you doing? None of them enrolled oh. because they couldn't. They couldn't afford it, right? None these are all. They, they're like you know, young, you know, whatever. Right. You know, guy. Yeah. So I said to the guy, I said, "Well, I don't tell you." I said, "You're. This is over." Right. I said, "You're clearly just sort of taking advantage of it." Well, of course, he gets super upset, right? Like personally, like pissed off. Yeah. And um, so then he starts blasting us all over the internet about how. Of course. Um, you know, we're horrible people. We don't care about people. We only care about money. We're not there to help anybody. Meanwhile, right? Meanwhile, this guy, five kids or four kids, whatever, I can't remember what it is, but a lot of, a lot of kids, uh, posts on social media. I think the same exact day he went on this rant about how we're all about the money. We don't help anybody. Mm-hmm. Posted this thing with $2,500 rims he just put on his pickup truck, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, man. So anyway, we just kinda, I kind of laugh it off. So a couple of days later, oh, maybe a week or two later, I find out that this guy is opening a jiu-jitsu school. What? Yeah. In the same exact town, right, where my, my place was, right? But he's going to do it out of his house. Was he ranked at all? What was he? he? He came in wearing a blue belt that I have no idea where he got it from. Okay. Okay. That's, 
that's questionable. But okay. Yeah, it's definitely questionable. But uh, so he he does. He actually opens up. Wow. And at, and advertises a jujitsu school in his garage in his house. And his house was in a neighborhood, like a, a you know typical upper middle class neighborhood, right? Trying to be like the Gracies. Yeah. Starting out of the garage. So then, then I start hearing from people that, well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing from people that he had approached, mm-hmm. that he had approached in the community about bringing their kids to him, and not to take them to our place, mm-hmm. and. They were doing it. What a scumbag. Right? No, no, no. So forget the competition issue. Yeah. He was talking to these people into bringing their kids to him so he could teach their kids jujitsu, right? And meanwhile, he was he was bad-mouthing us. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care about... It wasn't a revenue issue because, quite frankly, no. the students that went to him were never our students in the first place. Right. And I can tell you they never would have been either. I mean, right. we just didn't have those relationships. So none of that was lost business. So that has nothing to do with the conversation. Mm-hmm. What scared me to death, Yep. what scared me to death is this guy had no idea what he was doing. And he's training the kids. Right. So get this. So a couple months later, not even many, like a month or two later, I'm at a sporting event, a local sporting event with my kids. Nice. Right? This little kid comes running up to me. Might have been eight years old, seven years old. Mr. Ronnie, Mr. Ronnie. And I had met the kid through this sporting event. Mm-hmm. Right, long time ago. Guess what I'm doing? That's what's up, man. What are you doing? I'm learning jujitsu. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, I'm not gonna right. sure. give a kid any grief, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And I was like, that's awesome. What are you guys learning? He said, Coach So and So is teaching us how to hurt people. Uh, that was his exact quote. Uh, that was his exact quote. This little seven or eight year old says, Coach So and So, which is the guy I'm telling you about, right. is teaching us how to hurt people. Uh, and I immediately said, Well, I don't think he means it that way. Right. He said, No, no, no. No, he's teaching us how to do this. He's teaching us how, if we had to punish someone for doing something to us, this is what we do to them. Oh, my gosh. So, immediately, in the sincerity in the kid's voice was, this is, you know, he's not making this up. You know, kids repeat things. Sure, yeah. So, now I'm terrified for the community. Of course. Because the guy's funny, he's charming, he's a nice guy, whatever it is, and he's he's got like a garage full of kids, right? Mm. But here's what else he doesn't have. Doesn't have the knowledge. Right. Doesn't have the education, doesn't have the background. But he also doesn't have the insurance policies. Right. Doesn't have the business license. Doesn't have the zoning issues. Doesn't have quality mats. Right. Doesn't have anything for the safety of these kids. Right. Right. So I took it upon myself. I said to myself, I said, okay, this is going to probably end badly for me, Mm -hmm. but whatever. So I started sending messages to these parents and I said, listen, I don't want your business. What I do want you to do is be very, very careful with what your kids are being exposed to. You know? Jiu-jitsu is not the kind of art that can be taken lightly. Not at all. You know, if you're teaching a kid, you know, let's say a taekwondo or a karate, where it's simply okay, let's kick someone in the head. That's one thing. But when you're teaching a seven-year-old how to break another kid's arm, joint manipulation, right? Yeah, man. Breaking wrists and arms and things like that, because they're gonna think they're doing it out of fun. Chokes. Yeah, choking kids. Good lord. I said, you know, these kids. You know, I had a four-year-old. True story. I had a four-year-old. I had to punch in the face one time. Because he was one of my friend's kids, mm-hmm. and he was goofing with me. He went to rear naked choke me. He's like, "Hey, Coach Ronnie, he's rear naked choking me," and I'm tapping. He's not he letting let go. go. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm about to fall off these bleachers and kill myself. <laughs> so I had to like kind of smack him in the nose a little bit. My point is, a four-year-old could kill an adult. Sure. If you have a couple seven or eight-year-olds who are who are being taught to do these things without any regulation, mm-hmm. yeah, scary you're right. Stuff. Yeah, no, that's horrifying. So needless to say, these parents 
hated me for saying anything. He literally was creating that that uh, dojo out of Karate Kid yeah, of yeah, all yeah. the bad kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these parents were so mad at me. How dare you say that about Coach So and So? I said, well, listen, I'm not saying anything personal about the guy, but jujitsu, I'm an expert in. He is not. He has no credentials, no lineage, no background, no education, no anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, please just be careful what you're doing with your kids. I don't want your kids to come here. I'm not trying to recruit you. And they were so pissed off with me. I mean, it was it was for like a year. All I heard was Ronnie's a jerk. Ronnie's this. Well, shortly after, he ended up getting closed down. Apparently, the town of well, the town he was in, you know, had a problem with him running a, a business out of his garage, out of his garage, in his with, neighborhood, in neighborhood, <laughs> no business license, no tax ID number, nothing like that. And he got he got shut down. And funny enough, funny enough, he ended up getting run out of the town. Wow. Like his kids can no, are no longer in the same school district now. Wow. So the funny thing is he tried to defraud people and they bought into it. When I tried to warn people, I'm the jerk, right? Right. He he exposed himself for what he was. He ends up obviously losing his little organization, <laughs> but his whole family got was ostracized. You know, now they have to go to a whole different school system for whatever reason because they're just they're fraudulent people as a family. Meanwhile, never once have I got an apology. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get that. For, no, of course yeah, not. No. <laughs> and, and never once did anybody go, wow, you know what? You know, Ronnie was a real jerk, but that was all these years ago. And now, you know, Delaware South Defense Academy has, you know, 600 plus students. Right. It's a very professional, well-run organization. Right. Wow, he must have known what he was talking about back then. No, no I'll never get gonna, that. You're not going to get that. But man. no, to your point about frauds is they will well, always be exposed. Oh, well, I hope so, because that's the real danger, right? Is yep. that they're they're training people poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, they start teaching kids yep. bad stuff. Yep. To, I mean, yep. this is dangerous stuff, yeah. man. It, when we do it in a controlled environment here, um, we don't let the kids go crazy no. like that at all. I mean, we're very, very careful mm-hmm. about what we do and don't let them do. Right. I mean, and, you know, if we teach them a technique, you know, we're very careful to let them know, hey, you got to be really, really careful mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. You know, so to have a kid be like, yo, he's teaching us how to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Man, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Man. It is. So, I, you is. know, um, but that's the real danger with the, with the fraudulence. Uh, well, here's the thing. The, the lesson this morning, I think you ever heard the lesson we were talking about, Mr. Maeda and, and yeah. Jiu-Jitsu back in Japan. And and the, and the negative reputation that it had back then, yeah, it's guys like this that bring that reputation back around. Yeah, when they teach people to use the art for the bad. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's that's it. Frauds, man. Frauds are everywhere. Yeah. Well, maybe they're not my new favorite thing now. <laughs> well, I mean, it should be your favorite thing to expose. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just I just like watching the goofy people do death touch and stuff. Yeah, but people believe us. <laughs> I know. Man. And I that's know, that's I what's know. absolutely frightening. I know. I mean, there's people that's made millions and millions of dollars off of it. You know. It's, cr- it's crazy, and, it, and it's uh, you know, total yeah. BS. So, what do what what do, what do you recommend the, from your opinion? What do you recommend the public do if they ever have a question about the integrity of an instructor, or if they're searching for somewhere? How can they determine whether someone's fraudulent or not? Um, well, I'd say the the first thing you would well see the public though isn't going to know a lot about lineage, right? Yeah. So how do we as yeah. a, how do we as as a Hoist Gracie Jiu-Jitsu network? Mm-hmm. How do we better inform the public? to research the background of an academy. Yeah. Or, you know, and and or an instructor per se, right. if it's only, you know, one one location. Right. The fact is podcasts like these. Yeah. You know, whether it be social media, whether it be uh, you know, radio, TV, you know, advertising, whether it be uh, in print mm-hmm. or or on the internet stuff, we as an organization, meaning jiu-jitsu as a whole, need need to get the public informed 
And I made a video like this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago mm-hmm. of questions that every student should never be afraid to ask their academy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, that wall right there, we're getting pictures made. It's gonna have all of our credentials on there. So when people walk in, like they can see them all. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So. Yeah, man, I, it's definitely a, um, a difficult problem to tackle. It know? is, man. And uh, yeah. and uh, when when there's kids involved, that's when it gets a little bit scary. Yeah, you know? I mean, people freak out in the medical community when they find out that a doctor was a uh, fraud, right? Right. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, why don't they freak out when they find out a? Yeah, I don't understand how they don't get arrested sometimes. I yeah. Mean, you know, because if you're representing yourself right. as something, I tell you what, I tell you, I tell you what, I am going to lobby for. I am going to lobby for this, and this is going to be all right. So. I'm telling you something I wasn't going to tell anybody for about a couple months. Oh, yeah. I love it. An exclusive. Da, 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 it da, is. Da. It is. So believe it or not, I don't know about other states. I can't speak of other states. Mm-hmm. But Delaware, I can speak on. And Delaware does not require require a professional license to be a martial arts instructor. You have to have one to be a masseuse. Right. You have to have one to cut hair. Right. You have to have one to um, clip fingernails or right. you know, do nails. Right. And you have to have one to be a you know doctor in house. but you do not need one to to teach someone how to literally hurt people. Right, right. I'm going to lobby with the Delaware uh, government that martial artists or martial arts instructors and academies have to pass a certain credentialed background mm-hmm. and have to have certain lineage and have to have certain credentials and and actually receive a professional regulated license. And I am definitely not supporting more government. Believe me, I am not trying to over-government anybody. I can't believe that Delaware hasn't said, hey, there's another way to get money out of people. But, <laughs> right? But, but I, I, think it's it's a, funny. I think it's something that, that martial arts should be regulated. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem with the, the entire industry. I mean, not just jujitsu. I mean, obviously, there's it's a major problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's... Um, I saw, I saw this uh, the other day. There was a guy who... Uh, who was claiming to be a uh, jujitsu black belt, mm-hmm. and um, you know some, pe- some people online discovered him and, and um, you know started looking up his lineage and right. couldn't find anything. Um, turns out, you know, he's accredited through this company that he's also associated with, and you know some black belt hall of fame, and he you know he won jujitsu practitioner of the year from this <laughs> hall of fame. But you know all you got to do is pay the hall of fame, you know, some yeah. money, and right. that's how you you know. So it's this yeah. big. So I mean. It, even the credentials, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes are total BS. Yeah. So I know they did in the karate, karate industry. Yeah, they have, yeah. A, they have a yeah. hall of fame. When in fact they're on their own board. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. You just got to pay money to get it. Hey, can I be in a hall of fame? Yeah, I think we just did it. You just got you're you're now. I nominate myself. You are now. Jiu-Jitsu. Matter of fact, <laughs> can I be Delaware Self Defense Academy's instructor of the year? You are. I think you just did that. <laughs> we should get the instructors of the month up here, and it's just pictures of you. <laughs> no, I, you know, hey, not to change subject, but it would definitely not be me. Oh, come no, on. No, 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 no. No, I'm telling you what. The instructors we have are way better than I will ever be. It, it's just, it would be funny if it was just you. <laughs> no. What are they going to do, take it from you? <laughs> no, our instructors here, I am I am completely jealous of. Those we are guys very, are, very they're fortunate. They're way better instructors yeah. than I am. Yeah. Way yeah. better. They can, I think they connect better with the people than I do. I'm not really that nice of a person. Yeah, you are. But I, I prefer being. <laughs> And behind the bad, scenes, you get a bad rap, but uh, but uh, no, so that's that's nice. what we got to do. We got to figure out a better way to regulate, um, I totally agree, uh, integrity of of, of uh, martial arts as a whole. Totally funny thing agree. is, funny thing is, watch me, watch me, um, lobby to get put in place, watch me not even pass it. I know, yeah, you, you'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. all right, that's enough for this week, guys. Uh, hey, uh, real quick, funny story though, yeah, before I leave, yeah, so you get a kick out of this. I think I told you before, but I was down, in, I was down in Rehoboth Beach. 
Room Applying Beach to Academy. The, yeah. yeah. Well, at the in the business uh, oh, the town hall. Yeah, town hall. Yeah. And I was town. I was applying for the business license, right? And they're like, "Okay, we need to see your professional license." And that's when I explained to them. I said, "Our industry doesn't have that." Yeah. And the lady was like, "No, no. Every every industry does. It. Every business you have to have a professional license." And I'm like, "Ma'am, I don't think you understand what I'm telling you." Yeah. The Delaware Department of Regulation does not regulate martial artists. And she 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 wasn't believing me. She didn't believe you. She didn't believe me. She was very serious. She's like, "That's absolutely not true." And I said, "Well, I hope it's true, so I can go get one, but I don't have one." And she wouldn't give me a business license. Wow. For the business. So luckily for me, there was a guy walking behind her in the office, and I said, "Sir, can, can you come here a second? And I said, "I don't think this lady's understand what I'm telling her. Like, I have business license for Middletown, Camden, Dover, right. you know, whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, we were we require a a some we I forget I said." Something about we require some sort of evidence that you have credentials in your work. And I'm like, I don't know what in the world you want to see. So Did you pull up a picture of you in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. What I, I said, well, hold on. I said, because he was asking me who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. And I told him, he said, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. So he was he was vaguely familiar with Hoist and, and oh, UFC okay. and stuff like that. All right. um, I'm trying to find something here. Uh, yeah. Is, is it- so he said, uh, he said, all we need to do is put something in a file that says you have some sort of, you know, credentials and I said alright I said well you're familiar with Gracie Jiu Jitsu he said yeah 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 yeah." I said and you're familiar with Hoyes because he fought in UFC oh yeah great guy so I showed him that picture <laughs> it says Ronnie Ron Weist is officially certified to teach Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu self defense <laughs> right so it's a picture of, of Hoyes holding, holding a clipboard it's a clipboard is it a clipboard <laughs> a whiteboard it's a little whiteboard a little, little whiteboard that, that he wrote out handwritten <laughs> That's brilliant. Did I he had, write that just for you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had texted him. I said, Hoist. Well, actually, the reason behind this story, That's this is actually great. You should hang that picture on the I'm wall. I'm going to. You know, the story, you know the story behind this picture here? No. That's a creep. There's a guy. There's a guy. This is a true story. There's a guy local to us, very local. Mm-hmm. Like, local. Like. Okay. Right, right there. Yeah. Who, <laughs> whose marketing strategy for about a year was to tell people that I promoted myself to Black Belt. Oh, really? Right. And then I wasn't certified to teach jiu-jitsu. So it got to me one day where I was like, this guy's an idiot. What do I care what he's saying? But when a person actually called me on the phone inquiring about our academy and told me that they had heard the same thing, this is someone I never knew. Right. Then it pissed me off. Right, yeah. So I text Hoyce. I said, Hoyce, can you do me a favor? Can you just like sarcastically handwrite something that says I'm certified? And he's like, what? I was like, yeah. He's like, no problem. And he was actually at someone else's academy. And, and he, he took that, the time to write this for us. Awesome. <laughs> but this is actually what the city of Rehoboth has on file is my business. <laughs> <laughs> they printed off a copy and put it in the file. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, that's, that's, that's how fantastic. funny. Fantastic! You need to post that on uh, on Facebook. I'll, so I'll do it, I'll do so it right now so everybody can check. This it is out. my certification to teach you. Yeah, that is brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, man. That's that's a good conversation. All right, guys. Uh, that was I don't know episode whatever of Pure Grace Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. If you want to get a hold of Professor Ronnie, you can do so at three zero two five three one six one four seven or uh, info at DelawareCombatSports.com, or you can check us out on the website at DelawareSelfDefenseAcademy.com. Right on. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one.